I would like to ask Vlad, why does he ask uh, black men that our black children look up to uh, questions that are not beneficial um, to the safety of the men that are answering these questions and it's not beneficial to our culture to even hear these type of questions. Say it wrong, let me hit you right back. Hot right now, the feds got my phone yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you hear me now? 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 Say it, say it wrong, let me hit you right back. Hot right now, the feds got my phone down. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yo, 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 it's JP on the FWM Podcast. Follow me, the Diary of the Strong Black People. Happy New Year. Back in the rabbit hole. And it's the first episode back in 2022. And there's no other way for me to start out the year by bringing yours truly back. This little cousin in the building. Yo, yes, sir. What it do? Hey, man, it's it's glad to see you back, man. Um, long time, long time. Uh, you know, twenty twenty two just started, man. So, what's been going on with you, man? How everything going in the New Year with you? Everything going all right, man. Starting off on uh, on a faster pace than what I left off last year. Just trying to keep moving forward, dog. That's the only thing that you can do, boy, because. You know, me, it's been, it was rough in 2021, but, it, you know, it's been rough. But I can honestly say, though, it, it made me slow down and really, you know, look at everything in a different perspective. And I needed that because I was moving so much. Boom, 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 boom. Looking this way, looking this way. It wasn't just really just stopping and just taking things for what it's worth and paying attention because head down, just tunnel vision, you know what I'm saying? And I was forced to just slow down. And, bro, for three weeks, I couldn't do nothing. It's always good to take a step back and look at your work, see what you need to tighten up, sprucing up. Oh, yeah, because for three weeks, bro, I couldn't do nothing. Nothing. I had to sit down and be forced to just reflect. And I'm just thankful for it, man, because a lot of things, especially on business aspect, man, it's, it's just so much more than just recording. It's so much more than that. But then I realized how much work that I put in recording-wise because I was able to stop recording and not miss a beat. And I was able to get down to the business aspect and not miss a beat on the recording part, not feel like, damn, I ain't recording in a while. I, I need to get in the lab, blah, blah, blah. Worry about that because I had to put in so much work before, and I'm just thankful for that, man. And and finally, I told you I had some time for us to go back, start sparring all over again, man. <laughs> and you came through. Uh, boy, it's been so much going on, though, man. But what I do want to talk to you about, man, is uh, Vlad TV. Um, Kwame Brown, man, shout out to Kwame Brown, Bus Life. Um. Vlad had Gilbert Arenas on, you know, on his show. And Gil really, you know, threw some backhanded compliments to, to Kwame. And the question was, you know, first of all, why did I have to come up in that conversation? That's first and foremost. And I and I and and I feel where you're coming from. Why what what me being in this got to do with anything y'all conversation. You know, the 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 Javar's critting situation with the guns, things like that, you know, that's what they were talking about career-wise and him just getting in trouble. But Kwame Brown has been a household name to get clickbait and get a reaction. But I found out Vlad reached out to Kwame and he turned down the interview. That's where that salt came from. But he made a point too, though, while I was getting that is about not only just the, the interview part, but he was talking about how he chooses to take our influences that the black community, kids and older black adults, 
look up to and they take pain, trauma, crime, and anything negative to, to highlight. And that's what he likes to highlight to the public. But he never really brings his white counterparts, successful white counterparts, and asks the same questions that he do to black people. And my, I, I'm, and I'm, it just amazes me how people like Vlad is culture vultures. And they just use our culture for the bread. And I asked you about it, you know what I'm saying? And you gave me a little spill on it. So I want to just, I, I want the people to hear your. your so your let me ask you, why are you, why are you so shocked about it though? I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. I ain't shocked at all. But my, I'm not shocked at all because I know that's what they do. Mm-hmm. But why do our culture still invest in clicking it, watching it? Why don't people call it out to where it's like, hey, stop watching that bullshit. Stop glorifying that bullshit. Just because we see our favorite celebrity interview. We're using supporting that interview rather than bruh, realizing when we're supporting that interview, watching it because of who we watching, bro, we are now condoning the bullshit that he put on the airway. Brainwashed. Yeah. Brainwashed. I'm, I mean, I'm a victim of it. I might see, I used to see stuff by, let's say, Kobe. I click on it all the time. It wasn't good news or, uh, a rapper I like growing up, I might click on. I'm, I used to watch Vlad TV, man, all the time. He get on there and he and and ask them stuff about their pain and their struggle. He he's a one sided. He's a one sided person. He want he wants to just target that one side, <clears throat> but he's not he's not asking them questions about like, okay, how much work did you have to put in to being a rapper to get up out of here to make it. How much, how much, how much time and effort did you have to put in in your craft and not in the streets to make it? And not only that, it's always about struggle story, right? It's always about the struggle story. It's like, man, asking how many homeboys you had die in the streets? How many have you <laughs> ever been involved in a drive-by shooting? Have you ever had to pull out a gun on somebody. Have you ever sold dope? It's questions like that, right? Have you ever had to just do something unmoral? Because that's what I don't I'm know. I don't know if you ever watch. I don't know if you ever um watch Vlad TV with Pee Wee Longway. Shout out to Pee Wee Longway. He never rappers like that is is, is kind of rappers I kind of like to watch it and watch it for. Because you ask him about his about gang relation, he tell you I don't know nothing about that. Mm-hmm. No matter what his past is or what he going here and rap about, he tell you, I don't know nothing about it. I'm just rapping. I'm just making money. <laughs> I'm just trying to make my money. Or you got people like uh, Money Man, Money Man to tell you, I don't know nothing about that. I don't, I don't know nothing about the about the street life and all that. You know, those rappers are the rappers that I used to. I start more watching Vlad TV about now because they not out here promoting the street life and all of that. They really trying to let you know about. Hey man, you know it's more to that. You know they don't really want to just talk about those kind of rappers. Don't really want to just talk about their struggle. And I and I kind of feel like it, they don't want to talk about it. Cause, man, we've been going through this shit our whole life. Been living through this shit our whole life. Why we want to keep talking about it? We making money now. We doing other things now. And when you say that about you know those type of people, I realize those ones are not the clickbait on the algorithm, right? So what you see mainstream, they not see, you see more of the Charleston Whites, yeah, yeah, and the Boosie interviews, <laughs> yeah, because those are controversial, yeah, interviews. And you, you don't the, think Boosie get tired Savage. of talking about that, man? You know, yeah. about that. And, and Boosie tell you, man, and, and, and that's why he said his real front, his real fans are dead, man. Like, and I was a Boosie fan, like a real Boosie fan before all this other stuff. Before he was funny, Boosie, I was I was a real Boosie fan. And, and I could tell you, I'd rather see funny Bootsy any day than I'd rather see old Bootsy. And that's just because he he's not he ain't out here promoting all kinds. Now, he he real. He's going to say what's on his mind. 
That's one thing I love about him. He's going to say what's on his mind. But he's not out here still promoting uh, you got to get it out the streets or some or stuff like that. Like, But, you know, they're going to use his name for clickbait. And when they bring him in, what they got to ask him? Oh, what about them murders you beat? Or they'll leave it alone. They'll want to bring up uh, Lil Nas X or something. You know, just try to keep up. Keep up the little the little pity pad or whatever stuff like that, you know. And and you can tell too the way Bootsy face look on these later interviews with Vlad. Man, the man looked exhausted from going back and forth for about having to ask questions about the Lil Nas X shit. Are you homophobic? You know what I'm saying? What you think about? Then he had to ask about the 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 baby situation because. The baby situation kind of coincides with his because now both of y'all looking like homophobes. You feel me? Like it just looked like he getting tired and exhausted about answering the same question. I, I would but, too. But the money, but right now with the pandemic and COVID, show money in the clubs and concerts ain't coming. If he getting canceled in the community where nobody wants him to headline on big, big events, the only money that you're going to get, you got to go on Vlad. <laughs> you feel me? You got to go to Vlad and get an interview because that's the real, that's, you feel like that's going to be some So Paul, money. So that's the only way we got to get some, that's the only way you're really getting money constantly coming in through the pandemic right now is what you're trying to tell me. So on his end. Oh, well, okay, okay. Let's say on his end, that's, you know, concert stuff, nobody wants you to hear. You can't get monetized no more on Instagram and Twitter because they keep shutting that shit so down. So at what point do you take a stand and I'm not, hey, Vlad, I get on there, but you ain't finna ask me, you not finna ask me nothing about the, the baby, the little Nas X, my struggle, let's talk about something else. At what point do you say that? You should always come like that. You should, I, I feel like you should always come like that. However, you got to understand too, the algorithm game, if it's not controversial, it ain't going to get no clicks. Feel me? But my thing is, forget that part that you're talking about of him coming to him like that. You feel me? Why do we still allow him to be relevant? Why do we allow that to be the upper echelons of interviewers? You feel me? Like, if you on Vlad TV, you made it because of his father, four point, what, five million followers. You know, that that's just something that people use for that clientele. But, bro, that is so toxic. And and like Kwame said, you know, and I'm asking the same thing, like, you know, come on our platform. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> at the end of the day, bro, it's it's so flaky, bro. This white cracker get to interview niggas and you never see his face. Mm -mm. But why would I come on your platform and, and give you some of my followers and take out my pocket is where he looking at? Oh, you're not about to bring me on your platform. And and damn near dog me how I do your people on, on your platform. You crazy? I'm finna draw the line right there. They may not be able to draw the line, but I'm gonna draw the line right there. They gotta draw the line. It, we gonna have to draw the line on, bro. If you can't come in the better, bro, fuck your platform. They need us. Bro, this world can't revolve without us making moves, bro. That's just real. If we ain't making the moves, how can this economy, how can this economy keep going? We do the labor, we spend the money. It's funny you said that, man. I was all, uh, it's it good to be back in the rabbit hole, dog. Yeah. Hey, man, I was I was working for this uh for these people uh last year, short time, three months, and uh we he got to talking about slaves, and so I told he was like, well, if we didn't have slaves, how would we get the all the crop and the cotton and, and the tobacco and all of that. And I looked at him and took a little dramatic pause and said, get off your ass and you do it. Well, it's, it's simple. <laughs> I mean, get off your ass. Get off your ass, dog. And that's the problem. If it wasn't for us, bro, we're the ones who go spend money on Black Friday. 
We the ones who go spend money on Halloween costumes. We the ones who put so much emphasis with Christmas presents. Man, cause and that go way, 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 way back to 2021 when we first started up. It's about your how you were raised and, and your bringing up. Because my daddy told me from the jump, ain't no white man coming down no chimney leaving no presents for you. I done worked all year for this. It ain't. You don't write no letter to no white man. About, and then as I got older, I'm like, Shh, white man signed kind of molestations, don't he? He come down there, eat your milk and cookies. Nigga, got a bag of toys. I, I lose a tooth. Ain't no fairy flies. <laughs> I here to put no money under my, bed, under my pillow. Ain't nothing flying around or magically appearing. Putting some bread under my pillow. Taking my tooth. Put some bread under the... You know what I'm saying? If, oh, the tooth fairy forgot. Nah, you ain't had no change. Mm-hmm. You ain't want to give me this. So this tooth ain't worth $10 bill. Mm-hmm. This tooth ain't worth a $5 bill. Want a dollar or a quarter, dog. A, a good day if it's a dollar. It, it, my tooth, as a child, was only worth some ones. Some singles. Ask me, did I get paid for my teeth? You feel me? <laughs> well, you ain't even get paid for your teeth. You ain't even get paid for your teeth. That's the crazy shit about it. So it's like just the the fallacies, bro, and the fairy tale lifestyle that, and the the just the the mountains of lies, bro, that we was told as jits coming up. It's just ridiculous, but. It's crazy because, like he said, bro, man, Vlad done found some niggas like him and a nigga like me. Bro, you can't stand in a room face-to-face and go toe-to-toe with two niggas like us. You can't. You not going to be the questions that you ask because people are so used to answering questions without thinking. Mm. They answer the question so quickly because they want to not look and perceive like a question got them stung. You know who coming up when I was taking public speaking, you know who I used to watch a lot? Who? LeBron James. You ask LeBron James a question, it's always, it's not always. Sometimes he can give it to you right off the bat if if it's, you know, a duh. But the simplest question, he's going to take at least five minutes or a couple of seconds. He trying to process it, everything before he speak. We're strategic people. We have already thought about 30 million different ways we can answer your one question before. And when you're asking your first question, we have already processed follow-up questions already in our minds. We've already done that. So we know already that's how fast my brain and his brain works. Already, as we're answering your question, there are 30 million other ways this can be answered. And there's 30 million different ways you can come with another rebuttal. And I've already processed it and going to say it this way so you can walk yourself into the way that I want to keep answering your questions. But it's time for him to start getting motherfuckers that know what's up. And, and but, he, but why would he? If I'm Vlad, I'm making his money, I'm going to keep going to the same people who want to come to my show, who want to come to my platform, geeked up out of their mind, can't really function. So I, you geeked up, you can't function. Right? I'm going to ask you whatever I feel like, and you're going to let me know. You're going to open up. It's ain't not, it ain't nothing keeping you from holding back Hold on, I don't want him that much in my business. It ain't nothing holding you back. So you going, and I'm a firm believer you cannot go do, I can't come to this platform on perks and, and all that other stuff and try to have an intelligent conversation with you. I just can't. And it's people that can do that. Don't get me wrong. It's people that can do that. But me, I can't. So, the di- okay. So, and I think, in my opinion, people like you, People like me, people like LeBron, people like Kwame. It's not that if we geek up out of our minds, we can't have an intelligent conversation. It's when we are so geek 
and relax like that to where as we talk, we begin to talk free. And everything that it does, nothing stops you from thinking. Right. PC. But see, like on us, <laughs> like, okay, like with, with, with how, with, with, with myself, let me just get that. With myself, I don't have to be on, I don't have to be on, on drugs or anything to, to do any beauty field come. Once we get to talking, and if I feel like you being slick with your mouth, you know, trying to beat around the bush or you trying to ask slick questions or whatever, I get geek off this conversation. Mm. I get the laugh and I get, you know, I get geek off this conversation. Oh, I'm, and I'm on your ass. I don't think it's to feel comfortable to have a conversation. What I was saying is to the is there's nothing to stop. There's nothing to filter. Everything it's because there's ways and things that you could just let ride. Things you don't have to answer, mm-hmm. but opportunities you don't have to take when somebody's luring you in. But when we're that calm and talking freely, our spiritual beings, we're going to give back the energy that we're receiving. So when you getting geeked up, it's not that we yelling back. And fourth, because you yelling at me, I'm yelling back at you per se, is your smart ass energy. I'm giving it back to you without thinking twice about it. I'm giving you condescending energy back, not even thinking twice about it because I'm just feeling comfortable. And I don't have it. And I'm already out of my mind to where I'm high, drunk, relaxed to where, bro, I don't have time to really pull back and be like, don't say that. That bitch just fall like a waterfall. It just flow like a waterfall, you know. But when he get and it's it's people, it's time that people start going ahead and saying no. Until that motherfucker can really, it's time for that motherfucker to get somebody that really, because the problem would be this. The one time he gets told and not of being snapped on, cursed out. Because that's one thing we have to realize too. Just because a nigga out yell you or use so many curse words and curse your name and curse you out, that's not a winner of argument. Man, this shit just not chuckles. That is not that's not the that's not the winner of an argument. But it's gonna take somebody like this, the questions, and when you don't answer them. We can go back and forth with a dialogue, back and forth, back and forth, but you will understand and realize how people like that go around your questions. So who you think would be a good candidate? Because we had a good thing going on with the Super Bowl for a while. No no black artists would perform at the Super Bowl. But, you know, they was asking and asking. Nobody, everybody said no. So we had a good thing going on. So... I'm, the question I'm asking you is, who do you feel would be a good candidate to go to Vlad TV and represent how we how you want to represent? It's not going to Vlad. He's going to have to come out. He's going to have to prove that he's not a culture vulture like he's perceived. So how do we go about that? How do we go to get Vlad from Vlad TV so if we want to get Vlad on FWM podcast, how do we go to get Vlad to come down here and to give him the, the same energy he giving out people? Uh, what you say, a culture vulture? Our influences are going to have to stop. He's going to have to go get his own people. He's going to have to get his own people and show us the same energy he gives. <laughs> he's going to have to prove that he's going to because if our people stand tall but, and stop but the the fear of not having stability is the reason why it's not going to happen but it will take one person that like I said because Kwame ain't going to do it and it's a person like a person like me too is like you stand it's a sticky situation because on my standpoint is the reason to not go is because you want to stand tall, but going and saying, you know what? 
somebody has to be a sacrificial lamb to go on there to do what you want to do on your platform by going on here. That's going to be the, you know what I'm saying? the That's when you stuck in the middle of, should I just to prove the point, should I not stand strong? Because again, the fear of not having stability, nobody's going to, it's not enough of our black influencers that won't just stop. They won't because then you have new artists that just start to pop, that get hot, that they think, damn, the Vlad TV interview is, I made it. So they're not coming. It's just like the NFL. If they start striking, it's 1,500 people that's on, that's in the NFL altogether. If all the stars, all the practice players right now, or half of them stop right now, you know how easy it is to just go get somebody like you or me and give them a $200,000 contract just to be a, a, a place filler until the strike end. Cause it's niggas out here who ain't never had $200,000. It's niggas out here who get issues and struggles right now. That $200,000 can get them out of some shit. Cause it seems like we, we in an endless, uh, endless cycle. Yeah. So what I'm getting at is how do we end the cycle? You got to stop being fearful. They scared. They are scared, little guy. And I understand that they scared, but what I'm telling you is, okay, they stopped playing. They stopped practicing. They got their millions. They got their money. Mm-hmm. You coming at me, 200,000, I'm, I'm about to get out there and, and if you knock my block off, I'm getting up the next play. We finna try to run it again. I'm finna try to knock your block off. But, and not saying that you know, just using it for an example. So how do we stop that cycle to where they got their millions? So cool. Let them sit in time out, pout for a second. Let's just go get some of these guys who ain't never had nothing. Mm-hmm. Throw them not even 1% of the earnings mm-hmm. that we making. And there's more money than they ever had. So how do we, how do we end the cycle with, with the people that never had it? How, how, how do you tell them not to take that money to go to the NFL? That might've been their dream. How do you tell them not to take take that money and chase that dream? People got to stop being more confident when it comes to being in the negotiation table too. When they come and get you, I just did an interview the other day, man, and I let somebody hear the interview while I was on the phone with the white guy. And she put the phone on me. You know what I'm saying? And as I was talking to him, I can hear the cringing and then she put it on mute when it first started. And then I can hear text messages in the background on my notifications in the background. Cause she's like, no nigga, no, you said that. It's like, yeah, I said that. And I stand on that because at the end of the day, bro, what can you do for me? Right. You need me. Right. You called me. Obviously, what you, you read, I told him. <laughs> you're going to tell me you can only give me. You you told her that if she knows anybody that has experience, give, them, give him their name and you will hit them up. Because, again, you're going to get entry-level people. But it would be so much better if you, if you could get way more experienced people. And see, and that's and what we need to realize. People, right? We need to realize <laughs> that's what we not realizing how much our worth is. Yeah. So they'll and give us, up. they'll slide us a little $16, $17 and we thinking that's, man, that's I'm money. I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there, right? So check it. You call me because of what my resume said of experience. But you're going to tell me all you can give me is $22 an hour. So I said, well, okay, is that your start off? Yeah, so everybody coming in at 22. Yeah. Oh, well, so, but what makes me different from everybody? What makes me different than everybody else? Then if you're going to ask for people with experience, how can you show appreciation of me or you not having to train me? in depth like you have to do to others. Why would you pay me the same amount of money you paying the green peas? 
What makes me feel different, girl? Because they think they slide that $22 an hour and they think that's... Yes. You know, they yes. think that we supposed to just... We ain't never just had like something money. I ain't yeah. never had. But if you check the resume, obviously, nigga, it's showing you. If it's showing you the experience that I got and it's showing you what I have went through and what I have embarked on, what I have went jobs or anything with experience with that, don't that common sense tell you, white man, that... $22 an hour don't excite me, nigga. I had, if man. I ain't there no more, yeah. obviously something made me leave. And it ain't because it was $22. $22 ain't start, stop me from leaving and doing what I'm doing now. Yeah. I had an experience like that, man. And I, it's crazy you said that because I thought I was maybe one of the only ones that do that. I had my brother on the phone. I had my brother on the phone and... uh. Man was talking to me about what I could do. I took a little mechanic test. I passed it. You know, he was like, "Well, we can start you this." And uh, I said, "Well, you're not even trying to start me as as the mechanic. You're trying to start me as a regular Joe. And if something break, oh, he know how to fix yeah, it. Yeah, I just know more. And I told him no. <laughs> I said that's crazy. And so, and so, um, he's it, it was so funny because I, then again, I told him my my uh criteria. Like I do not. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And I don't want to work a night. So we agreed. He agreed to everything I said. He agreed. He looked me in my eyes, shook my hand. Month later, 30 days later, you coming around, man, we need you to work night shift. And so I'm looking at you like the audacity, because if I was another, and I hate to say it, but if I was a white man, you wouldn't have tried me like that. Because you looked me in my face, we shook on it, and we had an agreement. Mm-hmm. But you feel so compelled that you paying me and you was like, well, I know you don't want to, but listen, uh, this is best for the company right now. You got to slide down. Mm-hmm. And I told him, well, listen, I'm going to go. And I went for like a week, maybe two weeks. <laughs> you know what I did? Packed my stuff and got up out of there. And so now he's, <laughs> he's looking crazy at me because I told him I turned in my two weeks notice. And he's like, well, what's wrong? You violated you broke the contract. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you lucky I gave you two weeks because you broke the contract. Yeah. You know, and he was looking so crazy and it was like, oh, you know, you never really find work like how you find it here. Man, listen. That's a lot. Man, listen, I left. I don't got to do, I don't know, man, you're a mechanic. I'm not taking no mechanic test. I mean, I'm, I'm back in, I'm in the office. Yeah. Bro. I ask them all the time, you interview them. What can you bring for me? What am I going to feel by coming into your environment and being a benefit to the growth of your company? What are you giving me for being that (laughs) hot commodity? What are you going to do for me other than saying, thanking that you're doing me a favor and giving me employment? <laughs> but and you and like I used to tell, uh, I used to tell people all the time, right? Like, they're like, man, why are you doing that on the job? Why are you doing? Why are you? Why are you talking like that? Talking to them like that? Because they asked me. They put a sign up and said, help, won't it? Yeah, hire. They put the sign. I didn't go to you and say, are y'all hiring? Can I come in? Or do y'all need help? You put up a sign that said, we need help. Mm-hmm. You put up a sign that say competitor pay and all of this and all of that. Mm-hmm. You put up that. And so once you put that piece of paper up there that said all of that, I'm going to make you stand on all of that. That's what you're supposed to do. And, it's, and like I told him, you are already giving me a piece of a percentage. You're not even giving me a whole percentage. You're giving me a piece of percentage. Which you got to like, respect. And, you, yeah, and I got to respect that because it's business. Because it's business. It's but, your business. It, but. And profit is always supposed to be made in business. You got to respect that. But I'm gonna make you stand on everything you tell me. Yeah, I, it's it's no other way though. See, and, it, and it's like you can't play nobody like me because I'm gonna actually go in and do my homework. And so, like I told him, at the minimum, you make at the minimum, this company makes ten thousand dollars an hour at minimum. So you mean to tell me you want me to come in here at entry level, knowing that I know more than what I, what the, what the entry level is, and you want me to work two three jobs? But don't pay me for that job. Pay me entry level pay. Oh, but if it's broke, you could just fix it because you know it is right there. It's so easy for the company. 
Why? Why would I make it so easy for y'all? Brother, any factory job, any labor job, anything that has to do with growth and there is labor and grind put into it, it is always black. It only <laughs> grows from black efforts. Bro, you can't tell me Bluebird if they had a factory full of white niggas that they would Man. get as many buses out because you know why? <laughs> They're going to look at that white boss and, say you and look at themselves and say, Man, what makes you think you can talk to me like that? Man, so I the work, work with would this. not get done because <laughs> it's going to be a power struggle. So you have to get a black person that, so you think that don't feel adequate enough or have confidence enough to feel like I can't lose this job. And me being into a factory sitting in a more and a more uh, manufacturing place, I got more experience than you, I can say that. Mm-hmm. Bluebird, yeah, like you brought up Bluebird. Bluebird, man, that, that that's a hellhole, man. Mm-hmm. And you want to know why? They go get all these felons and convicts, mm-hmm. probation people, mm-hmm. and shut up and go to work. They so happy mm-hmm. to be free and going to work. Man, we was going to work seven days a week, bro. Mm-hmm. Ten hours. Sometimes more than ten hours. Mm-hmm. And now you used to talk to me. And I know my voice changing because I feel some type of way about that, bro. Shut like, up and dribble. Like, shut up and dribble. And, and, and I'm telling these people, why are we in here every day like this? <laughs> this is illegal. I used to ask you that. Yeah, you used to ask me, why you back? You, you going back to the slave? You To the field yard? No. And I'm in there thinking like, cause you know what, this is the slave. And I what tell these people, your money on, man, the money you making, man, what I are you spending on other, you, than, other than just because you paying rent? All you doing is paying for a place for you to sleep. I don't and even to go to leave there, go to work, and to come back. They're tired as a fuck to go back to sleep. So what are you spending man, your money on? I work with these. I work with, and let me tell you, the white people out there, so the mindset so different from. From from our people, it was this white man. Man, I'm t- one weekends we already working on weekends. Don't nobody want to do that shit. So now you telling us, Ryan, about close time for us to get out. We supposed to have a half a day, <laughs> and they pull that same old. Y'all get ten buses. Y'all can get out of here. Oh, so we now, get, now you got to hustle. Now we hustle. hustle. We get the ten buses. You turn around. Well, you might as well just stay. We doing y'all a favor, making you some money. How the fuck you doing me a favor? So it's the dangling carrot. How the fuck you doing me a favor? I might want to be at home with my family. That's my fucking favor. Or like, so and to get back to what I was saying, look, <laughs> this white man, he would get up when they say that bullshit. He would get up at lunchtime, man. Fuck them. I didn't gave them what I'm. I didn't gave them their ten. I'm gone. Fuck mm-hmm. them calling my phone. I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Or like, come through. We get off at 3. You come at 2.30 like, oh, y'all got to stay to 4.35. Man, fuck you. I'm gone. White man say, man, fuck you. I'm gone. I did my 10. I did my 8. I'm gone. And so, fuck that point. So Guess what? what? It's them so different. And because, and, and, and let me finish up. So, they got layoffs. Mm-hmm. So, these same people walking out. White white people walking out, walking out. Man, fuck this. Fuck Jimmy. Fuck him. I mean, he don't tell me what the fuck to do. Fuck Jimmy. These black people showing up every day, staying late. They might show, man, you done work the shit out of us. We might oversleep five minutes and be thrown off our whole schedule. So now we might be five minutes late from work. Come October time, you releasing the ones that was late to work. You releasing most of these black people that was late to work. But these white folks that was walking out saying, fuck you, Jimmy, you just left them. Mm-hmm. You love them. You got to show them, bro, like you don't make a break. Because at the end of the day, my value, you need me. Yeah. I'm not the minority. <laughs> I am the majority. Man, our mindset, man. It's, we are the majority. Bro, if we was the minority, why is everything geared? To if we don't put forth all our efforts towards it, it won't grow. <laughs> if we the minority, why does all the black votes matter? Why? If we the minority, why is it pushed so hard for abortions? If we the minority, what does our number growth do hurt you or harm you? If it's only a little bit of us. Because they've been taught from generation to generation that this is not theirs. Nothing, this, is, this isn't yours. 
they know that we supposed to rise up and overtake what's ours, but they, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like I said, with our mindset, cause you give us, you give some of us $20 an hour, 22, damn $25 an hour. And it's that mindset as if I made it. And I'm trying to realize like, you're not making it because you still, if you don't punch this clock, you do not get paid. So how have you made it? Just because you made it out of prison and you got you a stable job and you working, you know, whatever. This is not life, bro. We here every day. This is not life. I left Bluebird. You know what this black man told me? I told him, don't you ever speak to me again until you learn your self-worth. This black man said, you leaving Bluebird? Bluebird made you who you was today. Oh, shit. I says, no, sir. If Marcus didn't decide to get up and yeah, little cousin gave you his government name. If Marcus don't decide to get up and go to work, what that Kwame said, my mama didn't, my mama ain't, I got up and did that shit. Mm-hmm. I got up and went to work. I missed time with my people, my family, my loved ones. I got up and did this shit. I came in here Sunday to Sunday grinding like that. Me. You know what I'm saying? And then, <laughs> and it's so crazy because like I said, that mindset, they give you $20 an hour and they'll come around, they didn't got their bonus. They didn't damn near got $50,000. Want to come around and give us some sausages. Uh, you you grilling. Well, they said, I, want know, fucking I, wanna, I wake up every day and thinking about how much I can make more money for my boss. And then secondly, I'm thinking about getting a little piece of it. Man, that is a coon. Thinking about getting a piece of it. That is a coon. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to know the worth. Like you said, bro, we got to know the worth because at the end of the day, bro, it don't make me nor break me, bro. You ain't, you, you are, you are going to try to put your God, you feel me? So your employment, the one thing about it, man, when everybody realized it can't move without us, it can't. Why do you feel like they had to give us this money? Because they want us to be lazy. So all this stimulus, all this stay at home, shut the city down. But look, if y'all gonna shut it down, y'all gonna give us some money so we can still pay our bills? Sure. <laughs> That's gonna make you wanna stay home? <laughs> yeah, we'll stay home if you send us the money. Bet. Roll them out. Roll them out. Roll them out. So we got 17 year olds running Chick fil A or Taco Bell. But not Chick fil A. This is why, yeah, they not gonna let us <laughs> But Sonics. Burger King, McDonald's, Taco Bell. You got 17-year-old managers, bruh, because the old adults either ate and woke the fuck up and saying, fuck that, I ain't, I'm not doing this no more, or B, but as long as they're going to keep giving me unemployment, giving me money, I just sit down for a while. I deserve to take a break. You know I've been what? working all my life. You know, you know what uh, they love to tell us? Uh, you know, everybody can't go to college and everybody can't do this. Somebody got to work at McDonald's or Burger King. Why not your people? Exactly. Why not your people Somebody work there? Somebody got to take my order. <laughs> why not your people? What What makes your people so different? Why are you not telling your, why are you not telling? Hey man, I, I heard, I heard, I heard somebody tell one of their family members that about their kids and was saying that, uh, you know, we buy special needs, but he's like, somebody got to work at the grocery store. Somebody got to do that. Damn. You know, you just limited, you just limited us down to, to, to pretty much back to serving these folks. Because you know who somebody is. That's why. You know who somebody is. They White folks can't say derogatory stuff to us directly. They fucked up and made something called Bill of Rights, <laughs> Constitution, and things like that. They're the ones who made society soft. So they know they can't directly disrespect us because that's going to be viewed as, they are the only ones that's viewed as racist. We can't be racist. We don't. And they say, well, people are like, well, how can't black people be racist? We can't be racist because we can't be prejudiced. We can't be racist because we don't have enough to hold ourselves over them. We don't. We don't have privilege enough. Meaning, meaning, we don't have enough. 
Yeah, go into that a little bit. What, what what you mean we don't have enough of what? We don't have enough power within numbers to blend together to be prejudiced, to only say, yeah, in our minds, I really didn't hire him because he white. We don't have that enough. We don't have enough people of ourselves coming together to like how they do to keep a black man out of the management position. Hey, Joe, we don't have a, hey, look, I know me and you don't have our issues, bro. I know we did, (laughs) but we can't let Jim get this job. So we need to have bygones be bygones so we can make sure this motherfucker, they got that. If Bush, if Bush and Trump going at it, they don't like each other. If Bush and Trump going at it, they don't like each other. But if Biden, not Biden, uh, Barack get up there and he trying to run. Oh, you best believe Bush, Biden, uh, Trump, oh, yeah. all them going to team up together. Hey, can't let another nigga get in office. Well, 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 Obama took the bait. Obama took the bait. Obama wasn't a, wasn't a black that was felt like he was a threat to making the world change. The threat was Obama giving the culture hope. Mm. Him being the president was not the threat that he would change because he can't change <clears throat> what has already been deemed. I'm going to go out on a limb. It's just my opinion. Okay. It may be an unpopular opinion. Okay. I feel like at first, he gave us hope. But once you got in the office, it was pretty much push you to the side because I can see you're going along with every script and piece of paper they hang you. You promoting this gay stuff. His wife gave me hope. Michelle gave me hope. She was more so of the of the strength we needed for our people than he was to me. Power of a black woman. To me, because he was so much as saying as just pretty much taking the script. Yeah, you singing a little Al Green, a little Otis Redding. That shit don't please me, man. I'm looking at what are you doing? So the only, you know, the Trayvon Martin situation happened when he was in office. Mm -hmm. You know, when your hands tied about a lot of stuff, you can't do a lot of stuff. Only thing you really had to say was, well, if I had a son, he'll look like Trayvon Martin. You know. It was his wife that went and initiated with, with, with Trayvon Martin's family and, and all this other stuff. His wife is that, like you said, the power of the black woman. His wife was more so for us than she was. Nah, I'm not about to. Don't hand me that shit, man. Because they don't have a black son, right? I'm going to take you a step further. How Michelle lost me. She got two black daughters. When both of them grown, you got black daughters. Strong that's grown up to be strong black women. Instead of you, because at, you have all the right to be biased, and you have the right to 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 scream your kids' name to the mountaintop and and give favor and privilege to because of your power and your influence for whatever it is for them to win. But instead of you not even getting the backlash of saying. That's a conflict of interest because they're your daughters. Instead, you go give Bruce Jenner woman of the year. I mean, not uh, not uh, mm. uh, you give yeah. Dwayne Wade Dwayne Wade son, yeah. The yeah. Uh, strong, you know, it, they said the award was the strongest woman or tra- uh, whatever girl of the year or some shit like that. When you have daughters, you could have gave it to. Mm, damn, cause you gave that shit right back to me. Mm. So, bro, I feel you. Mm. I feel you. But again, that had to be his always yeah. good cop, yeah. bad cop. Yeah. Mm. She came in and did what she needed to do, but yet, how do we always see, we tend to see when a black woman do kind of lead to the slaughter because we're so used to giving her yay, yay, yay. But yet, we don't turn a blind eye to how she's she did that. And we didn't even batter out to nobody even called Michelle out for that. Yeah. Nobody. Mm. You said she did something for you, and that's not taking anything away from you because at the beginning, yes. But now that happened. And that's when she lost me. That's when she slid 
and snatch that rug from up under them. There's no way in the world D-Wade's son and Bruce Jenner should ever get anything from a young girl or a woman that was born that way. They came out the womb that way, little cuz. They came out the womb. It's no way that they can be woman of the year. <laughs> bravest, bravest person, of the most courageous. That little boy ain't courageous. A few. Exact. That's not courage. For you to just say, I want to. That's not courage. That's influence. Hey, go do this. You, we're going to make you a Man, lot of money good, doing good this. You'll get a lot of views and a lot of clicks. And your name will be mentioned a lot. And your name being mentioned and thrown around, that brings money. And you can tell which parents just let their kids sit in front of the front of the TV. Man, I was watching Law & Order the other day. Just watch TV. I was at home, you know, recovering from a COVID. And at the end of the Law & Order episode, the SVU episode, her, her son's, uh, what's the name? Olivia was talking to her son. Mm-hmm. Her son, like 10. Old as he 10. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker say, I'm bi, mom. I feel like boys and girls, nobody should be left out when they're dating, so I'm bi. But you, you sound confused and misinfluenced. I'm just like, how do you know at 10 years old the, the statement you said didn't even make sense. You said you don't feel like they should be left out. This is my thing. When you say that, how do you know? Let me tell you one thing. Whether or not they know that they are a label. Let's take labels out, right? I think that's what we get confused with when we say, well, how does a child know something, right? Know that he's gay or bi. Because we're looking at the label. Let's take the label out of it. Does that child find the same sex as him attractive and not put a name or a label on? Do you think that young, you a boy, do you feel like that boy is sexy? Do you find him sexually attractive? Attractive. That is what we have to focus on to stand saying they're confused with the label. But taking, just taking the labels away, children are, children are, are imitators. Okay. So, how can that child understand that he's that he's attracted to the same he or she's attracted to the same sex? If, if they're imitators, what are you doing around that child to make that child think that? that okay, because you can have yes. a parent is going to heavily influence yes. that child. Yes. So what are you doing? What are you? What are y'all? What are y'all involved in that he that he or she has to thought of? Hmm. Well, maybe I do like I do like Susie. Well, you can't. Okay, so even if it's not heavy, if the influence is not heavy, right? That you see it every day, hear it every day, see it every day. Even if it's not heavy, you come across. You're gonna come across it every now and again, whether it's heavy or not. On that end, you're gonna see it and hear it, bro. So they're going to every now and again come across that. So we gotta we gotta keep that in mind. But when it is front of mind, when it is heavily influenced, when it is this and that, that's where I have the issue with. That's where I have the problem with. But stop forcing it. Stop being so heavy with it. Let it be. I don't want, I can't say that we gotta be uh Kids can't be gay, whatever, whatever somebody want to do with their life, let them be. But it's wrong when you are heavily influencing. But that's my biggest thing is the influence part. You know what I'm saying? Is is that you just gotta have it in their face so so much. If if we gonna let the children go and be what they be, that's just what it is. I mean, raising kids to be who they're going to be regardless. All we can do is give them the tools to be successful. But as people, as individuals, they're going to find their own ways regardless. Whether or not we push not being gay or we push being gay, but it's the pushing of the wrong. Fine. Let them let them find their own way. Exactly. as a 10-year-old, 13-year-old, I'm not about to pay for you to get your Johnson cut off. 
or I'm, or I'm not going in, I'm not going heavily influence you that it's okay for this. Now, hey, it's all right. Do this. Be this. No, bro. Just why do we have to say speak your truth? Why do you have to dance and scream to the mountaintops? <laughs> I'm gay. Like, why do you have? Why do they feel the need that they have to yell at? We don't have to yell how straight we are. Why do gay people gotta scream that they gay? It it ain't all. It ain't it ain't all gay people. It's just the ones that really want to be seen with it. Because you got a lot of down low people that you won't even know. Mm-hmm. So it, the more question is, why is that group? Why do you want to need to be seen with it? Mm-hmm. Why you feel the need that it needs to be just, hey, my name, my name is John, and I'm gay. Yeah, why do I have to? Why do? Why does that even? Yeah, what does that even got anything to do with it? When you throw off and give off a certain amount of energy or vibe of who you are, they have gaydars, so they know who is who. So they're going to approach what t- they can smell it on you. So you don't have to introduce yourself as gay because if they coming to you and holler at you, if you gay, bro. And you ain't trying to holler at me. You can just be coming to just do business with me. We can just be in conversation just because we were standing in line next to each other. But, bro, you ain't got to tell me. By the way, bro, I'm gay. <laughs> Man, I had a human resources when I was dying up filling out paperwork. He telling me everything under the sun. In, in a di- he telling me all different ways that he gay without saying he gay. And I'm telling him, I done already walked in, felt the vibes of your office, looked at the pictures you got in. I know what's up with you, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I oh, know yeah. what's up with you, bro. You ain't got to, you telling me you got a friend from Washington and he wants you to come. I'm telling you, look, bro, this ain't about business. Yeah, we ain't got to talk about it. So, you know, yeah, I, I see the pictures in your office. All you got is you, your mom, and your sister. Like, bro, you, you playing uh, Tank on the radio and uh, what's... Jill Scott, bro, I know what's up with you, bro. But that's a ploy because if you start to not want to be interested in listening to him talk about it, now you're going to be demonized and viewed as homophobic. This is not what we're here for. But that is correct. The mind, no, anybody with common sense knows that. But the way to get people up in arms is for I have to sit here and allow you to talk about something that I am uncomfortable having a conversation about. But because you have your right, I have to listen <laughs> you to you get over it. Get over it. No, 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 we don't have to talk about it. If I never asked you about it, why you got to start it off? Like, where did it segue to this? Like, what were we talking about that we had to go to this? Like, for real. But that's that that's that's definitely a lot of things, bro. That's it's just this world is just going crazy, man. But man, we gotta start asking them questions until Vlad. And we all got to send these different messages to Vlad. We have to share the Kwame Brown Vlad TV responses. You have to share this and get this to Vlad and let him know, hey, you want some real individuals that's going to tell you what it is? Come holler at us because we about to show you we got sense. And not that we got to show you we got sense, but we about to put your feet to the fire. You're going to have to answer some questions. We pretty much got to stop letting that stereotype shit sell, man. Yeah. Gotta, yeah. Gotta let, and that's what he's doing. Got a lot. Stop letting that stuff sell. We got to start letting the sales decrease in that and increase in showing what we got coming since. We know how to conduct business. We know how to do this. We know how to do that. Rather than we know how to walk around with 40s in our pockets. Mm-hmm. And, and, oh, and our belt buckle. Yeah. And our waistband. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? We, we got to. But they'll never, they'll never step to real man. Like, you could do a lot of stuff that you do now without nobody knowing. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden's son is a full crackhead. And they, and when you bring it up, 
they just talk over it and say something about something else. <laughs> but we, but we keep because we, we give attention to it. We keep giving attention to it, man. Treat them like that child, man. He just throwing a fit or something over that. We ain't gonna pay no attention to that. Nah, he he she needs to be he needs to be somewhere getting help. We don't need to 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 gloss over it. We don't need to just say, hey, don't worry about it, and pat him on the back. No, get that motherfucker some help. He needs some help. He need he's sick. He needs some help. Call a spade a spade, bro. That cracker needs some help. And that's just real. Joe Biden needs some fucking help. That motherfucker is too old he need to, see to be talking about <laughs> commander in chief. Like, is that's just what it is, bruh. And Camilla Harris, bro, she's a culture vulture. She is nowhere near Michelle. If it was anybody that we could let as a woman giving that try and saying, well, we know how both of them on both sides of the Democrats and it's going to go downhill anyway. But we would rather that <laughs> full black woman, 100% nigga. Come out Southside Chicago. You know what I'm saying? That's why Keisha Bottoms was going, but we need to go somewhere that it's a half breed. <laughs> we got to always go bring half breeds. <laughs> They ain't gonna put no dark skinned person the face of the world. They're not gonna put a dark skinned individual and say this is the person running the world because oh they Barack, it's up in the air what Barack really is. <laughs> Man, maybe twenty five percent black. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you got a red nigga running the world. You won't put Tyrese. You gonna look too much like Africa. You won't put. Usain Bolt looking nigga as the president. You won't. You won't put Keisha Bottoms as the as, as the president. You won't put Michelle. Somebody that's skin too dark can't trust. Yeah, yeah. can't trust them. <laughs> but you gonna put a half breed in there. You gonna put a you gonna put a half breed in there and, and tell them look and and make sure you, you target the niggas. Make sure you target the niggas. <laughs> Make sure you target the niggas. Man, it's, it's, it's yes, so glad to have you back in the rabbit hole, man. This, this is starting up 2022. We This is how we come in guns a-blazing for 2022, man. And you brought you Once again, you brought it, man. And, and I'm glad you're back in. And, you know, it's, it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop, man. So, guys, you know, definitely let's have a conversation. Let's definitely hold these oppressors accountable. Vlad, come on, at her. You want some real niggas? Niggas. Come sit at the Not table. Not niggas. Not no gangster. You, you want you wanna the gangster culture, the gangbanger culture. Ah, come holler at some niggas that know your thinking level. That can play them same games you play. And watch how you fold. We already don't see your face. But try to walk, try to walk somebody with some sense like us down that rabbit hole like that and see how, how, how it go. Just try it. Try it, lad. You tough. You got the money. You got the resources. Come holler at somebody like us. But you know it ain't going to pan out right. You keep doing your interviews with Charleston so he can yell and you can make him look stupid because Charleston speaking some truth, but because he is controversial and he's attacking our culture, that's why you keep going to him. Mm -hmm. He's speaking nothing but the truth. But he's speaking nothing but the truth, but He's still going at his culture's throat. And he's doing things that's making it look like a laughing stock because our culture is not looking past the words that he's saying because he's so loud and so direct to where it looked at those are insults. So you're going to keep Charleston talking. But when somebody who's going to ask you the same questions, 
Just like how you act, he'll fold under pressure. He'll fold under pressure, but we gonna see. But man, we back in it. And it's just, you know, the first episode of 2022. This is your new year. Welcome back. And I appreciate it. And guys, this is JP and Lil Cuz, the FWM Podcast. Fuck with me. me. Nigga, you say you will. How you know Just know that I know, I know, I know. Okay. Them streets, they fuck with me strong. Hey. And them bitches gon' forge a book of money long. Money you know long. that I know, I know, I know. Well, you know that I know. You know I know what's up. You know yeah. You a fuck, nigga, and it ain't a secret. secret. I'm so official, they can referee. They know I White work, I got jungle fever. They know I do it eight on the scale. All I talk is rich homie. Get money, break bread, gotta feed your people. Yeah, they like Thanksgiving. Everybody eat. I put work in the hood, let my homies grind, grind. I do what I do to see my niggas shine. I know what I know, and man, that's all I know. That's all I know. I take 63 grams and try to make a four four. That's a couple ounces if I get it right. Wanna see my homies rich, cause nigga, this the lie. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know, I know, nigga. I know, I know, I know. Ain't that nigga you say you will? Just know that I know, I know, I know. Them streets, they fuck with me strong. And them bitches gon' forge a book of money long. You know that I know, I know, I know Why you know that I know, that I know, that I know hey, I know that you ain't that nigga you claim to be Despite how much money that I make, this shit ain't changing me I know, I know, I know A lot of these niggas, they lame to me I'm blown, I smoke, but I roll the same nigga that I came in with hey, I'm on the West Coast and low Say you will. I know, just know that I know. I know.